Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal, and weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA stories, and MMA news. Ed, happy post-Thanksgiving. Um, cold, winter's around the corner. Hmm. MMA events are, uh, you know, we got some yeah, cool year out. We had a couple events last weekend and a couple cool announcements, and we got your boy fight Friday on Prime. So yeah, man, it's uh, we're we're entering the last month of the year, you know, with the uh, like you said, last MMA events last month of the year, um, and it looks like everybody's put throwing out their 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 best. Their their best cards as they, we close out 2022, coming into the final month. Um, PFL just closed out their season. They had their championship on Black Friday in my neck of the woods in New York. Um, we're going to talk about that in a bit, but um, uh, you know we got Bellator Horizon coming for New Year's Eve. Freaking these cards that we're we're about to talk about UFC Orlando in uh in uh on the East Coast. Um, Amazon, what is it called? One, one on Prime Video Five, with Rene DeRitter going for his third title in the promotion. There's a couple of uh, grappling matches and Muay Thai matches on there to, that we got to look at. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, it was, it's a nice little break, but it's good to have uh, get back on, on schedule with uh, your sick ass. Yeah, <laughs> coming off of a little bit of a. Uh sickness for the last uh week or so uh but um you know i got a little bit of a christmas gift early uh this mm-hmm. year um maybe not everybody thinks the best gift ever but i get fedor's retirement part uh fight in my backyard uh inglewood yep. california february 4th uh rematch with ryan bader for the bellator heavyweight championship mm-hmm. not the ideal matchup i'm not going to sit here and be delusional and act like uh Fedor is the Fedor of, you know, uh, 2003, uh, 2004. But, you know, as somebody who, uh, I mean, he's my favorite fighter of all time. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to get to watch him in person for his retirement fight, um, for me, is a, is a, is a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, happy ending, I guess, to his career. Obviously, if he pulls off a win and gets to put a heavyweight championship around his belt, it'll probably be the, the greatest night of celebration that mm. uh, I've had in a long time in person. I, I look forward to it. Yuri Thompson, who's been on the show and is a longtime fan of uh, Fedor, is also <coughs> traveling across country to join me for that one. So uh, hopefully we bring the good juju and uh, mm-hmm. we get one last night of glory. Um, but um, co-main event also on that night, uh, Nemkov, Yola Romero. It has a lot of fun written on it too. I know we're getting some old guys, but um, you know, we are old guys. These are the guys we we've been watching for yeah. the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So, and you can't, uh, and you can't act like you're not going to be excited to watch. Like, like when I posted the thing about all over, people were messaging me like, Oh really? Fedor? Like, and I'm like, come on, dude, you act like you're not going to watch this shit. And it's on CBS. It's on like, CBS. There you go. Yeah. And it's back. on CBS. So what the fuck? Like, what are, you can't not watch it because it's going to be on everywhere. If you have CBS, even a lot of streaming services just have CBS for free on it, mm-hmm. you're going to watch it. So stop acting like you're not going to watch it. And the well, other yeah, thing is, too, it's got two world title fights, and you know the other fights that they put on the main card on CBS yeah. are going to be loaded. It's going to be some of their biggest stars. So, you know, and the, the thing about, I mean, we're talking about like, like just a 
that this is Fedor closing out his career and stuff like that. Um, one of the guys I train with, homeboy that 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 likes that that's going to be doing some stuff for the podcast, some marketing like vertical videos for us. Uh, follow Galera, follow the YouTube channel. My boy Alex Geller. We had a long conversation about Fedor when the announcement came and just how like how like there's just something about Fedor Emelianenko fighting. I mean, no matter what you want to say about him, maybe he doesn't have the chin or maybe he doesn't have you know the reacting time. But we had a whole conversation about how like like he still got those hands, dude. Like if he if he to look look at the fight against Johnson, like that you know there was times where you were worried about him, but then as soon as soon as it, the one two landed, you knew it was over. And so so if you want to, if a puncher's chance is enough to make you want to watch a fight, then that's why you watch Fedor fight still. You know I think I mean? it's going to come down to who lands the punch first. In the yeah. first fight, Bader landed the first punch. We've seen Bader put down by guys like Rumble Johnson. Obviously, mm-hmm. Johnson, uh, rest in peace. Uh, you know that was yeah. some sad news that we didn't really touch on. But um, mm-hmm. you know he had he had a special punch. Uh, yeah. Bader also has that lightning in his hands. A little more speed, more speed than Rumble. So it's more of a combo where he usually hits you like with one two, and it's like you know, good night as opposed to the, the one big, uh, you know, death blow, but, uh, you know, it, it's a fun fight. It's, it's Fedor getting to do what he wants to do going out on his terms, mm-hmm. um, getting a chance to, to avenge a loss, getting a chance to be a world champion. Um, I mean, it, to me, that's as good. I mean, we don't know how the fight's going to end. Let's just hope that they are ball. Everybody's able to walk out of the cage, but you know, you mentioned him having the hands, we talk all the time now when we have guys like John Brumley on the show and stuff about how we have a new generation of fighters who from day one, when they went to kindergarten, basically became, you know, martial artists and, and grew up in the world of MMA and got to, you know, have lived a whole life of it. Fedor is really like the last of like the mystery fighters. Yeah. You know, we had, we had guys that used to come from Brazil. You'd have, you know, you had the Vanderleys, the Shoguns, mm. who you had to really research and, and, you know, get, you had the Karatanovs and then you had the Fedors, um, the Volchanchins, uh, you know, coming out of Ukraine. And, and then, you, you know, so you don't really have that so much anymore. Maybe a little bit with the one scene because they're mm-hmm. the wholesome international fighters that are harder for, for American, uh, viewers to be to be knowledgeable about mm-hmm. but um when you talk to ufc when you talk bellator basically you're talking about guys that you you know from like their first few fights and then they make it to the big scene whereas back then you would just get like who is this who is this guy mm-hmm. like who is this guy coming out looking like a sailor you know that's how karatanov was and they come out and he's knocking <laughs> his heads off and you're like yeah. wait a minute like <laughs> something seems weird here but yeah. like is this some like secret russian fight club or something that's just taken over the, you know, the world. Um, mm. So Fader's kind of the last of that. And, and for me, yeah. that was always the fun thing about MMA <laughs> was like the mysterious fighter, the guy who's coming mm. out of the Brazilian jungle, you know, and, 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 and then the storylines behind him. And then even with like Rampage Jackson in America, they always had like these weird storylines mm. behind him. And it wasn't like he was just a guy born in Memphis who, who was a good fighter. It was like, you know, he's from the streets and, and, you know, they always had their, their angles that they came with and it added a storyline to the guys. Now it's a little bit more cookie cutter. So I look forward to Mm -hmm. it. I'm super excited. I don't have to travel per se Mm -hmm. for it. Um, more than that's always nice. Yeah. A little, a little bit North for me, but, um, you know, I look forward to it. Tickets went on sale today uh, through pre-sales. I'm still monitoring, not sure where I want to sit or how I want to enjoy this event. Yeah, but, that's um, that's a big deal, man. That's a that's a big deal, especially again, it's on CBS, and uh, you know something about Scott Coker bringing MMA to CBS. If you don't know the history, 
There's some magic it's full that circle. happens there. I, yeah. I, I traveled to Chicago for the first time it was on CBS for mm-hmm. Fedor versus uh, Brett Rogers. You know, that was a huge mm-hmm. deal in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Fedor was still the, the undefeated, you know, legend, heavyweight, yeah. pound for pound king. Um, but that was kind of his last hurrah, really. After yeah. that, he, he started to face a little bit of a decline. Yeah. So, so I, I don't care what people say, like, trying to, I mean, you're going to have people that, that make their jokes or whatever. And my, my you know, 2022 has been a, an odd year for legends in, in MMA and guys like Fedor and Frankie Edgar and, you know, these era fighters, these era fighters that of the entire sport that have, have had to kind of like, you know, we're, they're human still. So that eventually they have to call it quits. And it's always just when it comes to pro sports, no matter what your sport is, when you see a guy hang up the gloves, for, hang up their, their, you know, running shoes or whatever sport it is, there's always something that there, there's a mark in history in the sport for that. And MMA has grown so much to see it, to see these guys still fighting at the, at the, at the height of where MMA is right now. I think it's, um it's just something to see. And, and the fact that it's going to be on CBS is, 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 is uh shouldn't be overlooked um just no matter what no matter what promotion you like to watch or who you think is better than who um which i'm I'm since we're talking about it i might as well i might as well lead into uh you know with this this the new era of fighters i won championship on prime video fyi if you don't have primes make sure you sign up with our link in the description below so you help out the podcast a little bit um because it's on prime video uh uh, prime time here in the U.S. East Coast time. Um, Rene De Ritter is is uh, going to fight for his uh, third title, the heavyweight title over at a one championship. If you remember at the beginning of the year, it's funny that it's happening in December because at the beginning of the year, folks that listen to the podcast know I was all about this guy. We did this whole thing with fighters we we want to watch, and um, he's going for his third title. He's still undefeated, and I feel like he's not getting the uh, the the shine that he should get. Uh, amongst MMA fans, you know, everybody's such, such UFC nut huggers. They, they don't pay much attention to other promotions, um, apparently. And, and Chatri Sityong is one of them, but I'm going to get into that in a minute. But uh, I want to just bring up the card really quick um, because it is wrong on their website. But um, like we said, they, they have for the uh, light heavy. He's actually fighting for the interim heavyweight cha- championship. Um, I want to bring up his profile just because since I have it up. The dude is is trying to get his third title, and he's literally like uh, uh, he he went against Galvao in a, in a grappling match, and then challenged Galvao to an MMA fight, and and obviously he didn't want he didn't want any piece of that. But I mean, you don't see got big dudes making doing submissions like this inverted triangle here on on the bottom uh, right of the screen, and then just knocking people out. I mean, he's he's not only is he un, like like he's just. I mean, judo submissions like KO power. The guy's got it all. He's young from the Netherlands, so if you're not if you're not on board with the Dutch night, man, you, you definitely want to watch this card on one one on Prime Video this Friday. On top of that, for my jujitsu bros, the Rutolo brothers are on it. Uh, both of them, Kade and uh, I know I saw Ty on there. Ty. There he goes. Yeah. Both guys so, who I was unfamiliar with up until ADCC, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And then they both really did really well at ADCC, um, that great promotion that they had this year uh, in yeah. Vegas. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Um, 
uh, Janet Todd. I'm, I'm slightly familiar with her. I'm not super familiar with some of these fighters. Um, I know Roberto Soldic uh, was one of the um, mm-hmm. top free agents. He was a two weight, uh, 170, 185 champion in KSW, which mm-hmm. is a huge uh, Polish promotion mm-hmm. uh, for those that aren't familiar. Um, so he signed with them. He comes over. He's fighting an undefeated uh, Ramazad Razanov. Um, you know, the thing about the main event with the Ritter is, and I hope that we don't lose track of it is that he is going for his third title belt mm-hmm. at heavyweight against an undefeated fighter who is currently the interim <laughs> champion. So it's not, I, you know, MMA fans are so fickle and we learn that mm-hmm. daily with, with losses of people who, who put it out there and, and push themselves and eventually you lose. So it, it, there is a little bit about me that's like, you, you know that if the heavyweight interim champion mm-hmm. who, who's only fought heavyweight his whole career beats the guy who's really like 185 pound, 195, 90 pound fighter, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? If he were to win, which is, is highly possible, then we're going to get, yeah. we're going to get this. Oh, you know, he was overrated. Yada, yada. There's <laughs> none of that bullshit. The dude's going for his third title in yeah. three different weight classes. You can only push yourself so much. And, and he might win and he might become the, you know, and, and he might, then he might go for the Walter weight title and maybe he loses that one. But at some point you just got to give somebody credit for doing yeah. what this sport was built on. The sport was built on finding out who is the best fighter in the world. We didn't mm. have weight classes in the beginning. It was about who is the best fighter in the world. And this mm. dude's basically throwing weight classes out the window. <laughs> yeah. And just going, I want to beat everybody. So yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, that's, that's what this, you know, and I look forward to him. You're way more familiar with him than I am. You 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 gave me a heads up about him a year ago, and I've watched him fight. I've seen the inverted triangles, but I look forward to sitting on prime time, U.S. time. Yeah. Not having to wake up at three in the morning on a Friday morning or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I get to, and I get to watch somebody who's really pursuing the actual and the, heart and 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 soul of what this sport was about. And and that the at the last press conference they had for this event, he even said because like they talked about you know how this. How this title, you know, like, what are you going to do? You know, because there are there are dangers to multiple people holding multiple titles and holding up divisions. And and he flat out just said, he's like, no, I want to fight every other month. And I, I plan on defending every belt I hold. So I'm just like that dude's like, you don't see anybody that's just ready to, to throw down like that. As, you know, you don't see that. In, like UFC seems to get guys get belts and then they, they get very, you know, I don't know. It's almost boxing ish with the way that they're they're trying to pick and choose fights and and this guy's just like yeah no i i'm the if i'm the champ i'm defending all three belts i don't care who it is and um it's it's rare these days you know what i mean it's just rare it's just rare no and i mean a lot of it has to do with him staying healthy and stuff so yeah you hope that that's obviously in the cards if if he does get the three belts because that's that's the danger is that an injury can throw the divisions off but he doesn't seem like also the kind of guy who's just going to hold up divisions either he seems like I, i'll give up that belt and i'll just get come back and win it again you know yeah. i don't need i don't need to have that he seems to be just all for the the, the fight which yeah. is uh which is outstanding but um yeah you, and then and, and and so talking about you know we just talked about probably one of the baddest champions in mma right now that nobody really talks about so, I mean, in that sense, the Chatri Sityong said a couple of weeks ago while we were off, actually, the week we, we didn't do the podcast, he, you know, he said that uh, his champions could run through Bellator's champions. And, you know, he said the only co-promotion he would do would be against the UFC. So as much as I, and I like one's product, 
But I know I know I'm not the only one that felt this way when I saw that because I actually tweeted it. But I, not for nothing, dude. Put your money where your mouth is. Don't don't try to disparage Bellator. If you if you think your boys are really that bad and the U, the UFC that we already know the UFC just wants to be their own entity, Scott Coker has been let, left his door open for years for anyone that wants to have a conversation to do a co promotion. He's doing his thing with Rising again now. The he, they did stuff already before already. Now here we are, New Year's Eve. They're doing the Ryzen versus Bellator on a Ryzen card under Ryzen rules. So, like, if you're gonna put say something like that and, and kind of brush some brush off Coker and, and Bellator, hit him up. He's 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 put it out there. Like anybody that wants to co-promote and you want to, you want to do business, like not for nothing. Imagine if. All these guys, like the UFC, wants to be their own thing so bad. Fine, you could be your own thing, but imagine if, like, look at look at look at what AEW does with uh with all the rest, all their you know shows. I mean, they bought uh what's the one that they bought? Uh, Ring that, of Honor. Ring of Honor. Like, like you could do stuff like that, and 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 look and look at the 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 fanfare that that stuff like. If you do that in MMA, like imagine if they they just started co-promoting champions versus champions, Bellator versus one. One versus Ryzen, Ryzen versus like, like, like you know how crazy. I mean, and people would probably. I mean, the fact that they're on Amazon Prime shows everybody wants a piece of some cage fighting, you know. And then, and with the thing on CBS in February, like that's probably going to spark a, a lot of uh, broadcasters to be like, hey, maybe we should start working with these promotions a little more. Yeah, I just, I, I don't under like. He's not going to co-promote with these people because you would. I don't understand the the whole chatter about like. I understand hyping up your organization, but mm-hmm. I'm really kind of sick about the whole like putting down other organizations that you like. Well, so what are you saying then? So what? So if you think mm-hmm. Bellator sucks, then what's the point of even co-promoting with them? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we even wasting our time? We're seeing it right now a little bit with um with with the the PFL situation with Kyla Harrison, which we're going to get to here shortly, um, and the cyborg fight. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the you got the PFL owner. Um, forgive me, I don't care. Don, to Don Davis. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Don Davis. Um, <laughs> like trying to set up a fight while he's bashing one of the fighters, yeah. and it just doesn't make sense to me. Like you're the promoter. Like shouldn't you be talking about how great Cyborg is? Mm-hmm. Like this. Look. Like look at this. Uh, this champion. One loss to Nunez hasn't lost one loss in 17 years. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a library, a library of highlights and violence in a, in the cage, and and you're like, it's like, oh well, I want to fight her, but she sucks. So we're just gonna prove how bad she sucks. Well. That's 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 stupid. That's stupid because if mm-hmm. I don't know who who Cyborg is, I'm listening to that and I'm like, why do I want to see that fight then? Yeah. Now as we jump into PFL, we're talking about Kyla Harrison who just lost to Pacheco in one of the biggest upsets, third time they had fought. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Harrison didn't look good. She's fighting a girl that doesn't have like this necessarily in my mind at least like these world-beating skills. She's a tough girl, obviously mm-hmm. tough. She mm-hmm. showed extreme toughness in this fight because every time I looked at the screen, I saw Harrison almost in a dominating position, and then all of a sudden it would reverse, and it was reverse, you know, and mm-hmm. and I just, but I'm watching PFL now, and I'm like, the day, the, you know, within hours after crowning a new women's champion for 155, they're calling out Cyborg with the girl who just lost. 
And to me, that screams desperation. To me, that's like, hey, our Golden Goose just lost. Now all the only way I can try to salvage anything out of this person that we probably overpaid for because we are an organization that runs tournaments. When you run tournaments, it really doesn't matter who your fighters are. Mm-hmm. And that's been proven. I mean, it, it, you just build fighters up. The tournament itself builds yeah. the fighters. The tournament promotes the fighters. So Harrison had a chance to go to Bellator. She basically signed with Bellator, and then PFL matched the offer, which mm-hmm. voided the contract. We talked about that in the past. I just don't see it now. To me, like, if I'm Cyborg and I see her on Twitter or whoever it is representing her on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. having it right. She's the A side of that at this point. Mm-hmm. To me, Kyla Harrison is is, and I don't mean to be super disrespectful, but she's basically a glorified can crusher who's doing the right thing as far as being a prize fighter. She's mm-hmm. making money hand over fist. Yeah. So God bless her for that. She's probably got generational money now for the next you know two generations of her family and, and her kids, which uh, I know she adopted, I believe, from her sister or something. So she's obviously an extremely good person. Um, and and. And a, a, a great person to be able to do something like that and take kids. Yeah, and, and she's a she's a good competitor. I mean, she's and a an good Olympian. Competitor. Yes, and, exactly. and that's so. Here's the thing about 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 about. I mean, and she's she's you know competitors at her level. They take the losses a little bit hard, but they also want to come back. So it looks like she wants to come back from it. But I'm gonna say this, and I'm not making any excuses for her. But I I just got the vibe this whole this whole time this whole time with her in the PFL, especially after COVID when they shelved all the fighters. She wanted to compete. She wanted to fight. She, I mean, they let her fight only for some reason. Right? She must have, she must have really, you know, uh, made some people nervous over there. And then now this time, when she was the week promoting the event, which I mean, I I know I already pissed piece some people off at the PFL. I don't give a shit anyway. Don't, don't fucking send me shit. I won't go to your shit either. But, um, you know, they, they, they're they're just not. She even said when she talked to Helwani. The week of the Wednesday before the event, and talking about the pay per view, she was like, "You know, I wish they would have promoted it better. Like maybe mention it at the beginning of the season. You're gonna do, but who do you know that bought this pay per view? Like not for nothing, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it wasn't exactly trending that night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many buys they did because it was through ESPN Plus, but you know, because it's a, that whole deal. But I mean, I had people the day after asking me, "Hey, when's the Kayla fight?" And I'm like, "It already happened." And they they were just like oh these guys I train with that follow the sport they were like oh well who won and I just told them you know and they were like surprised or whatever but um I think the fact that she didn't win and the way that she lost I honestly think there was a lot there's a lot going on I don't think she wants to be there anymore she obviously wants to fight Cyborg or Nunez or whomever she wants to fight the toughest people she can fight and I think that that pigeonholing of keeping her there and keeping her like you said as their as their golden goose i honestly think that had a a heavy mental effect on her and she i mean don't i wouldn't be surprised if she's just like not you know it takes away your the fire for someone especially a competitive or competitor like her when the business side of things starts screwing shit up like that She's probably just kind of like, oh God, what, what, you know, whatever the fuck ever, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, how, you know, a huge part of MMA is in, in talking to people too is a mental game. Mm-hmm. You have to be on your game mentally in order to physically prepare for for what it takes to be in there. And I, I agree with you. The minute you started talking, I knew where you were going with this. Her, mm-hmm. her head couldn't have been in it. She, she, she fighting a girl who she's already beat twice, mm-hmm. who she's dominated twice. Yeah. I mean, like. 
you know, basically whitewashed twice in two matches. Um, doesn't really have a whole lot to gain other than, I mean, obviously the million dollars is nice, mm-hmm. but you can just see that that's not enough of a motivating factor. And she let clearly- me tell you something else about the PFL, because again, like I wasn't really happy with the way they promoted anything this season. The, the post-fight press conference, do you know when they started putting that on their YouTube channel? Yesterday. That shit was over. Like you want a trending, you want trending news articles and stuff. You should have had that up Saturday morning. Well, considering that they put the pay per view on YouTube the next day after they charged people for it was a bit of an insult in itself. And anybody who paid for it and saw that is probably oh. thinking to themselves, "Well, next time they have a pay per view, I'll just wait. To, I'll just go to bed early, wait up, wake up, and then watch it on YouTube in the morning." You know, so that's not a smart move either. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. The people that pay for it, and and they, you know, they get their money from these like like uh, investing rounds, and you know, what's his name, the baseball guy Hernandez, Aaron Rodriguez, one of those. Guys. Like there's a lot of like like you know Kevin Hart they they get these like Wiz Khalifa all these people that are invested in the promotion it's like how do they sell these guys on 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 getting money from them and then like you know you look at you look at the end product I mean are they just watching showing it to them in a vacuum you know I I just I to me it's it's just really weird and and I'm and I'm saying it pissed off because I really like the PFL the format the seasonal format I I think it's the the most fair, even way to 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 act, have competitors compete in the sport, but the business side of it seems to be really fucked up. So. Well, this season, you listen. Nobody supported PFL more than you when they started. Yeah, you were there. You covered their events. Like I said, as a Went fan, a I attended World Series yeah. of Fighting one. You know, yeah. so I, I I covered a World Series of Fighting. Uh, thirty or something like that before they became PFL. So I was involved with going to the events. Doing some coverage for them when when Cepho and and uh, and and Boss Rutten and those guys were really kind of front and center for the organization. Then they became the PFL and and it became a little bit, you know, they okay the tournaments were cool. We loved that. That was a great idea. It was a it was a, it was something that we've always asked for. The point mm-hmm. system was kind of cool, kind of worked. Everything worked for a couple seasons. Um, developed some good fighters. Made mm-hmm. Kyla Harrison a borderline like a uh, like on the peak of breaking out and becoming a worldwide star who you and might I, th- I, th- I think she still is i think, I think she definitely has yeah. potential she's an olympic but, medalist like yeah. there's no doubt about it like you said she needs to get out of there she but, need, they need to cut but, her loose so she can do what yep. she wants to do but this season started off with them matching her contract when obviously she wanted to leave to go fight mm-hmm. other people to yeah. not have to read to not have to fight pacheco for a third time um and then and then you had the, the the circus act where they went international in the middle of the COVID thing where and and in the middle of a war going on where people aren't allowed in certain countries and you throw off the whole thing you basically create a whole new bracket of fighters uh who and it throws the whole tournaments into chaos and then you th- then you decide, okay, our next move is going to be a pay per view on Black Friday. Listen, mm. for me and you, cool. Like we're not necessarily out at Macy's doing shopping, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. historically, like Black Friday, you're not chilling at home. You're out and about. You're out drinking with the homies. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like it, it's kind of a day. It's a day off work for ninety. You know, I don't know percentage, but a huge population doesn't work the day after Thanksgiving. So, um, yeah, so they're probably so it's, it just up, seemed yeah, kind of like I mean, a really was, weird. Yeah weird weird thing like saturday would have made more sense to me like like hey you've you had thanksgiving you survived black friday mm-hmm. kick back and and enjoy pfl on 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 saturday night you know like to me that would have made a little bit more sense um so i don't know where they're going but like you know i know that 
you know, they, they, I know they were having trouble selling tickets. I know that they were dropping ticket prices. I know they were sending out emails left and right about discounted tickets. Um, I think we, I think we should get over promoting being at MSG and then being in the, in the, uh, in the arena, in the, in the theater. I mean, I like the theater. I've seen multiple, you said you like the theater. Um, I've never watched an event there. I went to a way in there for UFC, um, but I've seen all other people online who, who know what they're talking about saying they like to watch fights at the theater. But I think that that like loses a little bit of its shine. Like, let's just stand on you being the PFL, having your fighters, promote your fighters, and let's just see how that goes. Let's mm. not be reaching out to organ- other organizations. Now, maybe... No, and, the, I, and, I, and the promotion for everything was buy the pay-per-view. By the way, you didn't tell you... I mean, if, if, if you had to give tickets away, it's because you, all you were trying to sell was a pay-per-view. Like, everything you saw about it was buy the pay-per-view. Uh, I mean, you know, you, unless you're walking past there, because I know they like to have people outside with signs and stuff about the fights of, of the day of, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. I know a lot of names have been circled and changed in and out as, as, as long as the PFL has been around or rebranded as a PFL. But I mean, 2023 is going to be interesting. I know they already got a lot of good fighters signed for 2023. Um, but we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I, I hope they, they just reassess, you know, reassess how they, how they just, promote stuff and, and I don't I'd know. like to see him I'd like to see him get away <laughs> it's very top from, ranked from, boxing from, yeah. I'd like to see him get away from signing some of the guys like Pettis and McDonald mm-hmm. um, because like I feel like the one thing we talk about like building a name for younger fighters mm-hmm. is establish your name outside of the UFC and then you get the big payday when you get in the UFC don't go mm-hmm. don't go to the UFC for the $10,000 contract wait go go win outside the UFC where the UFC has to write you a check with <laughs> you know extra zeros on it like let's like like that and to me you could really develop like you know, you, you know, I'm not saying you get guys who are just one and zero or two and zero, but get some guys who have, who have won a little bit on the regional scene, put them in this tournament, let them build their name, give them a million dollar check, and then all of a sudden they hold some of the cards. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you've created a guy who doesn't have to go to the UFC for ten thousand dollars. Let the UFC call him up and go, "Hey, dude, we know you're a millionaire now. Like, you're not going to accept ten and ten. Let's let's work on a real contract. Let's work on." building you into the star that pfl created now we're going to put you on the worldwide stage and 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 grow and and, and have a, a organic built fighter as opposed to like a pettis and those guys haven't made checks like they have, they're not winning mcdonald pettis those guys haven't won the tournaments mm-hmm. but they're kind of going over there and they're kind of taking the shine away and then they go out there and they lose and you're kind of like well you know we all love anthony pettis we all love rory mcdonald but their best days are five years in the past mm-hmm. you know so so maybe like let's not try to build off of those guys let's 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 be a little bit more organic and uh, you know uh, give me a new name like i know i know that's the uh, uh what sai you know uh Sa- yeah, Sa- 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 Busi, yeah yeah he's been there every damn season yeah this yeah year he won the million which i was actually great. happy to see that yeah happy for him he's grinded away it was nice to see but at the same time it's kind of like give me some new blood like, give mm-hmm. me something. Like, tell me you got a guy who's undefeated from Poland. Like, or tell look, me, like, I mean, they, look at they 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 have they're they're the only MMA promotion that has a one fifty five women's division. Maybe do a season like change up your weight classes too. You know, maybe do a women's flyweight or or you know what I mean or or, or the one sixty five pound division that a lot of a lot of other fighters wish was out there that no one else will do except Eagle FC. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you want to be different, do it unique. Do it for one season. And I bet you, I mean, not for nothing, you'll get a lot of people. Because when they first came out, a lot of people were like, you know, PFL's where it's at, PFL's where it's at. 
and then COVID hit, and I don't know what the hell happened. Them some some like brainy and disease took over the executive. I don't know what the hell. Was. I, I already I already I already know I buried myself with them, so that's why I don't give. A- well, like you said, uh, <laughs> some of the highlights that came out of the show: yeah. uh, uh, Olivia Mercier mm-hmm. winning a million dollars. Cool for him, man. Yeah, grinded in the UFC, was successful in the UFC, but. You know, went for the paycheck, got it, but wasn't the huge name, wasn't a former world champion, you know, became a champion. Uh, like mm. you said, we said Cy, um, Brendan Lugane, who the UFC Dana White threw to the side, said he tried for a takedown despite being one of the most exciting fighters on the mm-hmm. contender series, goes out there. Had he fought in the UFC, he probably would have pocketed it. If he won all of his fights, he'd probably have about 240k in the bank. Yeah, he wins a million dollars. Yeah, you know, um, plus the money he made while he was fighting there. So it's plus like, the other fights, so he probably yeah, yeah. banked. Uh, you know, he probably banked uh, 1.2 million. You mm-hmm. know, if you're getting 40, 50 thousand dollars for the the preliminary I mean, fights. The, the only thing that sucks is like I know every fighter that fights in New York City always complains about the tax man coming for their shit. So, but either either, either way, he still made a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean that's some of the highlights. Those are the guys yeah. that they built now, like that weren't few stars in other organizations, but the guys that they can, you know, they can kind of build off of now, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's kind of cool. So those are some of the highlights. Um, we're gonna jump into the UFC fight night, the top couple of fights on the card because it's nice to see them getting out of the apex and getting out to an arena again. Um, in Orlando, in sunny Diego, Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> but one thing, some note, a note that we got while the last couple of weeks, we did lose the main event for next. Uh, next week's pay-per-view, uh, Glover Teixeira, oh, yeah. uh, Yuri Prohaska. Uh, Yuri apo- apparently suffers pretty bad shoulder injury, uh, gives up the belt. A little bit of confusion why Glover gets kind of thrown to the side. Seems like this is some more UFC kind of like, you yeah. know. Endeavor, it, it, it's endeavor a trophy. Moves. It's yeah. a trophy. It takes away a little bit from the light heavyweight championship when you tell Glover that he has to take a seat to the guy he beat mm-hmm. and, you know, a number a number one, number two contender. Um, seems odd. Seems like they try to force it, um, you know. Uh, but ticket sales weren't doing great for that show. Uh, you always wonder if that makes it easier for them to change stuff up. Um if you're not selling tickets, then why pay Glover? I'm sure Glover makes more than Jan and mm-hmm. uh, Ankilev. Um, so, you know, it's conspiracy stuff, but it just seems odd that you'd, you'd kick a guy like Glover to the curb. We talk about older fighters. Dude doesn't yeah. have a lot of years left. Seems like no, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's it's funny how in MMA, like like the older, more popular fighter. Um, what is this guy? What is Kevin Nicholson esoteric breakdowns like that PFL roasting is one reason I like CDC Combat Hour. Also, hey, well, you're welcome, Kevin. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I can't. Sometimes I, 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 I'll probably regret saying it later, but whatever. No, we um, love the sport so much that when we see stuff that just yeah, doesn't make sense, it, it, we we get emotional and we like to we like to get a little bit of aggressive with our complaining. Yeah. Plus, neither of us really care. We're kind of you know yeah. we're old school heads in this sport, so yeah. it's like. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it ain't my full time thing. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like know? it's my full time thing. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, Orlando coming up. Let me bring up the card so we can take. Here it. we it's go. Let's a- get a positive UFC getting on the road. First time since San Diego. <laughs> it's actually, a, a pretty dope card too. Deep if, card uh, for a fight night. How fight night cards should be were prior to COVID and the Apex uh, and ESPN allowing Plus the UFC and... just to to put out uh, King of the Cage cards. 
So this is this is this is a fight night card, and mm-hmm. I like the main event because it's not a fight that means a whole lot, but it's just a cool fight. Mm-hmm. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Kevin Holland, two exciting all action fighters. That it, like I said, there's no title on the line. There's no number one contendership on the line here. Doesn't really matter who wins or who loses, but it's a fun fight that is. It, that we should have more of. We should have more of this fight. The co-main event also falls into that same bracket. Uh, Brian Barberina, uh, mm-hmm. Dos Anjos. Obviously, Barberina coming off of his win over Lawler, coming off of his win over Matt Brown. He's on a he's on a nice run, so it means something for him as he's kind of ascending in his career. Mm-hmm. But um, but he's got his hands full with Dos Anjos. Yeah, that's who brings that's, it every single time, and that's it's yeah, never an easy out. RDA is the guy. Like I remember Dana White. Even like it was recently, maybe maybe the last two years. Dana White even said he was like, well, when I want to see what, what a guy really has, I make him, I put him against RDA. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, the dude's, you know, the dude's, the dude's problems. <laughs> um, there's so many good fights on, on this card. I mean, Ty Tuvasa versus Sergey. As a Pavlovich. heavyweight fan, that fight's got me going right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you got number four versus five at heavyweight. Heavyweight division's a little bit, you know, confusing now. It's, it, but that's that, you know, Pavlovich, you know, uh, one loss, Alistair Overeem. Um, obviously, that that's nothing to to be sad about or yeah. discount a fighter for. So he has a little bit of a uh, you know a little bit of a possible future as far as being somebody. Oh, you, to, you know who's on this card too? No, it's just hitting me now. I want to see. It. Is he on here? I think he's fighting on this card. Yeah, he is. They they gave him a silhouette. Francis Marshall's out of a uh, Pellegrino MMA, right out of Jersey. It's his first fight. He came off Contender Series. So uh, make sure you keep an eye out for that, for that kid because he's uh he is a killer. So I'm definitely gonna be tuned into this. I mean, uh, I bet I bet you they're doing something down at Pellegrino to watch this fight. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, this is this is a good card. Natan Levy, who we interviewed when he was <laughs> after his first pro fight, uh, yeah. one of the probably one of the first podcasts ever to have him on. Uh, he's made a great name fighter, for himself. great yeah. fighter, fun fighter. He's on the card a little bit low on the card, honestly. I thought, but, but there's names on this card. When you get a fight night where we get back, yeah, to it's so stacked. It's like Tracy like, Cortez, Amanda. This is, and that's on fight. the prelims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, you know, if this is an apex card, that's the co-main event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So like, that's, that's kind of where we're, I mean, there's a lot of co-main events to the Apex card. If we're uh, hell, that might be the main event. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the main events we've seen uh, fairly recently are nothing <laughs> yeah. to, uh, yeah, you know, don't exactly make you think. Darren Elkins, the damage. A lot of times because he gets damaged, but my <laughs> God, the guy, the guy brings yeah. in every fight. Michael Johnson, long time. Always, you never know what you're going to get with Michael Johnson. You're mm-hmm. going to get a guy who could be a world champion in a fight, or you're going to get a guy who, you know, against Takasi, who again. I mean, this is this is Holtzman Guida. This is mm-hmm. this is the classic fight night yeah. card. So I look forward to it. This is going to be one. It's on ESPN, which is yeah. a plus. You know, not not to play on words, but is a plus for anybody <laughs> that uh, doesn't want to pay extra money uh, yeah. to to enjoy the sport. Dakota, Angela, yeah, Angela Hill. Hill. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot to be said here. I didn't even know about. Yeah, the they are Angela bringing. Cards, so yeah. That, that the fight that's that's a that's a cool fight yeah these are all the prelims too i mean this is this is definitely like they're bringing they're bringing some serious heat to orlando i mean uh, this is something that you know is going to be sold out uh you don't have to worry about speculating on them like just trying to to draw up uh attention for the car like this is a card i mean i if if i if i were able to fly to orlando to watch this 
because you know I got my peoples in Florida. I definitely would do that. No, like you said, it's a, it's a fun fight. It's one of the best fight night cards we've seen in a long time. The San Diego mm-hmm. card had some good fights. This is much, much deeper. So mm-hmm. hopefully this is a trend heading into 2023 where the UFC gets back on the road. Um, you know, we're, we cri- we criticize the UFC just like we criticize PFL and everybody else. But when they get on the road and when they put these fights cards and we get fight cards like this two, three times a month, mm-hmm. along with a pay-per-view, that's really when the sport's really thriving because you mm-hmm. start building fights. You start... You know, something like I said, there's not much up this main event that really creates anything other than another fun fight, maybe down the line. We'd all love to see Stephen Thompson, at least on the show. At least me, I'd love to see him get a world title. But reality is he's probably three, four fight win streak away. And at his age, I don't know if we're going to see that. With This him is actually him. a really good matchup, though. These oh, it's a, it's a it's a great matchup. You're, there's, not, <coughs> there's, there's I mean, I imagine we're going to see some fun stuff on the mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. And if it hits the ground, you know. You know, neither of them are necessarily uh, savants on the ground, although mm-hmm. Holland has had some fun, wild stuff. You know, yeah. he had the up kick to, to Jacques. Well, look the, the odds. They, they have Thompson as a plus 120 underdog, and he's minus one. Holland's minus 140. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with those odds. No, I think it's fair odds. I, you go with the younger fighter, the guy who's taking less damage. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe it. It all depends on what Wonder Boy's attitude is. I can almost see him kind of using maybe a, a wrestling base a little bit, um, because Holland is does pull some wild stuff out, mm-hmm. but he also can I think be controlled on the ground. So mm-hmm. Thompson might pull out that veteran move, kind of grind out a little bit. But um, I think we're in for some fun stand up uh, with some flashy stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be. Uh, it's going to be and uh, trending on. On Saturday night, for sure. I, I, for one, will be in my toasty apartment, ready to watch it with a few beers and and the uh, the Twitter ha- the Twitter hashtag ready to go. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of the highlight. There was a BKFC also on Saturday. Um, yeah, there you go. It's funny you said that. It's funny you said that, Kevin. Kevin Nicholson writes in, uh, "Can't wait for Guido to pollute the cage with his between the round belches." I literally said that to matt before we started recording and we were looking at the card i was like oh look clay weed is going to be there and burping up and burping in between rounds so it's funny that that's how he's known but i mean you know that's that's uh that's why we like clay weed outside of his uh no quit attitude he also he also he's also funny to just funny to watch the cage but yeah uh Speaking of belching, you know, my throat's starting to catch up with me, folks. I've done a lot of talking here. Uh, that's been part of my sickness was a, was a rough throat. So I think I'm probably fading out here, but I think we pretty much got in what we were trying to, to talk about this mm-hmm. week. Um, don't miss PFL. Don't miss Ritter on Friday. Uh, like I said, Holland Thompson, BKFC on Saturday. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff on Checo Krabaka Hitman, who we always hype up on Twitter yeah. if you really want to look for something deep. Uh, but I think that those will be fights. I believe there's two title fights on the BKFC card. One championship. You said PFL. You meant one oh, I'm sorry. One championship uh, <laughs> uh, on Friday on Amazon. On Amazon Prime. Um, I think Prime there's video. a lot. I think there's a, on Prime Video. So, I, I mean, again, you said our links in our mm-hmm. in our uh, bio for anybody that doesn't have it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to take us out right now. Fans can check us out at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carb is all on Twitter, Carb Beers all on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. 
And again, we're brought to you weekly by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA news, and MMA stories. Look forward to it, man. Uh, it's going to be fun, mm-hmm. man. Uh, DeRitter, Thompson, Holland, yeah. Bare Knuckle. Boy, will uh, I feel stupid next week if he loses, but... But that's what I'm saying. Don't, I don't no, it's the heavyweight title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, all, all, I, all I do at that point is look forward to his defense of the other two belts that he holds. No, I mean, if, he, if he wins, you be, people better start recognizing. I mean, I just saw as we were writing, MMA Junkie published uh, like the snippets of their the press conference, and they have his face on the cover. So that lets you know people are starting to, people are starting to listen to, to what I say on this thing. I mean, I mean, Nolan King does work there, and he's a friend of mine. He is the only person that recognized when my interview with Scott Coker when when he talked about the Horiguchi rising when the whole Bellator rising thing first started. So, um, you know, they got good people over there at MMA Junkies. So, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kevin, for the comments. We really appreciate it. Have a good night, everyone, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Peace.